everyone. I am here again. I'm podcasting and making a video at the same time. Okay, we're going to try this. If you've been with me, you know I don't always keep these schedules, but we're going to try. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, readings. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, support group. That's two different tiers of my Patreon. If you're listening to audio, you'll just get the readings. So you'll get me on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. All right. If you're watching me on video, some of the videos will be behind the paywall. Some um, will be free. I'll try to go every other one. That's probably how I'll do it. This week, we're reading Malcolm X, The FBI Files. Great book. It's one everybody wants. Um, The autobiography of Malcolm X is the one, I think, most stolen from libraries and never returned or something like that. And um, it is the one. When, when, When you're becoming politically conscious as a black person, I think I read it in 1920 when I was going into college. It, it was, that's the book. That's the book to get you started. And then if you just keep going down the path, you'll just be gone. <clears throat> We're gonna do, but this book, the FBI, Malcolm X and the FBI Files, this is kind of second to that. I, I would even say today is first, you should try to get this one. This is the one people want. Because this tells how they watch us directly, how they keep notes. They could have your mama informing them. And she might not even know. That's how bad it is. Of course, with devices, they're listening all the time anyway. And for me, it's easy because I podcast. And I and I do video logs. And I teach online. And I do classes. And I do all kinds of stuff. So... I don't have no secrets. Section 10, January 29, 1964, April 15, 19, to, to April 15, 1964. Reports. One, number one, January 29, 1964, SAC, New York to Director, Airtel. Two, February 5th, 1964, New York. Three, February 10th, 1964, March 3rd, 1964, SAC, Miami to Director, Airtel. March 9th, 1964, New York. 6, March 12, 1964, SAC. Um, Phoenix to Director, Airtel. Number 7, March 11, 1964, New York. March, I mean, 8, March 13th, 1964, New York. 9, March 27th, 1964, Chicago. Number 10, April 3rd, um, or April 3, 1964, Boston. Number 11, April 14, 1964, New York to director teletype. 12, April 15, 1964, New York. It's going to be a record. This is the way it's going to read. This is their record. Some of them have the redacted, the black lines to it. But. Section 10 outlines Malcolm's 1964 activities until his trip to Africa in April. Early in 1964, the division between Malcolm and Elijah continued to widen. In January, Malcolm spent some time in Florida with Cassius Clay, as Clay prepared to meet Sonny Liston for the heavyweight boxing champion. Shit. 
Although he had been silent, Malcolm still served as spiritual advisor to, to Victorious Clay, who soon changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Malcolm also valued his friendship during the difficult period of his suspension, as he reflects in his autobiography. Cassius Clay and I are not together today, but I always must be grateful to him at just this time. When he was in Miami training to fight Sonny Liston, Cassius invited me, Betty, and the children to come there as his guests, as a sixth anniversary present to Betty and me. That's from page 303 of the um, autobiography. On March 8th, Malcolm declared his break with the Nation of Islam, NOI, and his desire to form his own politically oriented Black Nationalist Party. The FBI had already received information that he was planning to leave the NOI. Predicated on an informant's belief that Malcolm might oppose the NOI leadership of Elijah Muhammad with Clay's support. Ali remained loyal to Elijah Muhammad, who harshly criticized Malcolm's creation of the Muslim Mosque, Inc., MMI. Elijah Muhammad predicted that Malcolm would not be successful and he would come running back to ask to be forgiven. Those are in quotes. The report notes that the NOI soon began eviction procedure, procedures to reclaim Malcolm's house in East Elmhurst, Queens, and Elijah warned Malcolm to stop interfering with NOI affairs. Amidst the mounting activity, tensions, and tension and threats, Malcolm journeyed to Africa and Asia, where he made his pilgrimage to Mecca. In his autobiography, Malcolm reported, I left New York quietly, little, little realizing that I was going to return noisily. Um, few people were told I was leaving at all. I didn't want some State Department or other roadblocks put in my way at the last minute. Only my wife, Betty, and my three girls and a few close associates came with me to Kennedy International Airport, page 320. Okay, subject file, Malcolm X Little, 100-399-321, section 10, serials 80-108. These files are they're efficient. FBI date 129-64, transmit in the following, and it's blank, via Airtel. Two, direct the FBI 100-399-321 from SAC, New York, 105-8999. Subject, Malcolm K. Little, a.k.a. Malcolm X, Malcolm Shabazz, Malik L. Shabazz, Malik Shabazz, IS-NOI, 00, New York. Reason? Miami Airtel dated 12164. <laughs> when they watch you, man, I'm telling you, they have records on us, people like me and us. Not that we're doing anything great like Malcolm, but at this point, you can't tell. Anybody who makes any kind of videos like this or things like this, they, they watch us. For the information of Miami, local NYC newspapers have recently carried stories which indicate that subject which has spent a week in Miami, Florida, vacationing with his wife, Betty, and their three young daughters. According to the articles, Subject and his family were the guests of heavyweight contender Cassius Clay while in Miami. Clay and Subject and Subject returned together by plane to NYC 
on 121-64. That same evening, Clay was the guest of honor and speaker at a dinner social sponsored by the FOI and MGT of Moss Number no. 7 NYC, held in Rockland Palace, 8th Avenue and 155th Street. NYC subject did not attend the affair and Clay reportedly returned to Miami the following day. In a newspaper interview, Clay advised that his managers did not know that he was making this trip to NYC and they were quite upset about it. On 12-463, subject was temporarily suspended by NOI leader Elijah Muhammad for remarks subject made in NYC on 12-163 relative to the assassination of former President Kennedy. Since then, subject has been forbidden to speak in public and has not outwardly engaged in any NOI activity, although he is still considered the minister of Mars Number no. 7. He has spent his time relaxing in his queen's home and working on a book about the NOI. Bureau deleted in New York did not know of his trip to Miami. And again, it says, um, well, let's do this part. Federal Bureau of Investigation 2564. And I'm doing 1964 because this is the year before he was killed. <clears throat> so I figured we want to see what's going on. Malcolm Little advised he is generally known as Malcolm X and resides at 23-1197 Street, Queens, New York City. He stated that until some time... In December 1963, he was the minister in charge of the Nation of Islam, NOI Mosque in, numbers in New York City. In December 1963, he was suspended by Elijah Muhammad from his duties. He would not say the reason for his suspension or its duration. He stated that any comment on this would have come from Elijah Muhammad. He stated that his suspension from duties caused him to reappraise his loyalty to the NOI and Elijah Muhammad. He stated that because of his suspension, he is now more firmly devoted to Elijah Muhammad than ever. He pointed out that his suspension proves that the rules of the NOI apply to everyone equally. He stated he is in no way bitter toward Elijah Muhammad and that anything that might have caused his suspension was entirely his own fault and he could blame no one else. And we'll stop there. If you're afraid to stand up to the system because of this, don't be. I mean, because at this point, what do you really have to lose? One. Two, um, in case you haven't noticed, all the social structures of the old days are breaking down. Power is so firmly solidified in the hands of the oligarchs that you'll never get it. You'll never take it back um, fully frontally. And even if you were to take back power over yourself, which will happen eventually, we will be able to have power over our own activities and lives. They are still have a lot of power where they are and they have a lot of resources where they are. They all live in blocked off, walled off places. Even when they live in the middle of New York City, if you look at their buildings, they're very walled off and um, self-sustainable. Everything's in the building. Everything's included, especially the new builds. Um, 
buildings are like 50 stories high. I'm not sure if they all have heliports or what goes on on the roofs, but either way, they they are going to always be walled off and blocked off. They'll be fine. Um, so there's no reason to fear anything. There's no reason to fear FBI. There's no reason to fear these people. Yes, they'll come after you, but law enforcement can come after you for anything, anytime. So live your life, do your thing, um, be be realistic, connect back with reality. Because one of the problems I notice is that people aren't connecting with reality. They're, 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 they're putting their heads down and they're living fantasy because they're afraid of the consequences of law enforcement and people in power. They've got all their power. They don't care about us anymore. Um, so do what is best. Until next time, take care of yourself, be safe, and support the platform. Hit the links. Take care.